Go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to Psalms chapter 53. While you all are in Psalms chapter 53, I want you to follow along. I'm going to be reading Psalms 14. I'm going to be reading a different chapter, but you're going to see they almost say the same thing. There's a few differences in there, but I'm, I'm just going to read one of them. And so I figured I would read one and let you hear it while you read the other chapter. And uh, they basically say the same thing and they're quoted in Romans chapter 3 and we're going to look at that. But my message today, it is in honor of... Uh, you know, yesterday we had National Atheist Day. April Fool's Day was yesterday, and uh, in honor of all atheists. And say, well, where do you get that from? Well, the Bible says we're going to see here. The fool has said in their heart there is no God. And so uh, I think you know we have all these holidays to you know celebrate the different groups. You know, St. Patrick's to celebrate the Irish, and you know Pulaski to celebrate the Polish, and you know they're always given all these different holidays for all the different groups. And so. Uh, April 1st, I think that one was for the atheists and it was appropriately named. And so, uh, this is for, this is for atheists today. All right. Not that I know we don't have atheists here today, but really it's for you to help you understand atheists and understand why they are the way they are, where they come from, and hopefully to help you be a witness to them. I do believe, uh, many atheists, probably most, most atheists are definitely, uh, we could definitely reach them, uh, if we give them the gospel. And we're going to show, there's, there's another kind of atheist though, not saying they can't be won over, but they're going to be very difficult, but we're going to look at what the Bible says about them. Cause you, you look at that and they always try to, atheists always act like they're the smartest people in the room. You know, they always act like they're a little smarter than you. And sometimes they convince people that they're smart. And uh, the truth is the Bible says they're fools. And you think, but these people seem so smart. How could they be this way? You know, how could somebody like a Richard Dawkins, who's supposed to be the smartest guy in the world, you know, he, of course, he's, a, he's an atheist. How could somebody that smart be wrong? Well, we're going to show you how that, I'm going to show you what the Bible says, how that happened. The Bible's very clear. But Psalms 14, I'm going to read Psalms 14. You all be following along in Psalms 53. But it says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord. There were they in great fear for God is in the generation of the righteous. Of the righteous. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor because the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. When the Lord bringeth back the captivity of His people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. So y'all might have noticed some things were a little different from what I was reading to you, but I was reading from a different chapter that says basically the same stuff. And then if you turn over to Romans chapter 3, in verse 10, it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. The way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So right here we see 
uh, very some very strong words about these people. And really, we can apply this to all of us. Okay, all of us are sinners. We have all gone out of the way. We are all filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. And therefore, for us to be saved, we've got to call on the name of the Lord for salvation. Us trying to do good works to get ourselves saved will not work. We're too filthy. We're too dirty. But you know, we're, what we're going to focus on today, though, is the part in the beginning of Psalms chapter 14. It mentions, you know, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. We have a lot of people out there today who call themselves atheists, who say that there is no God, who are very offended even by the mention of God, who are doing all they can to get, you know, anything that has to do with God removed from everything. You know, they just can't handle, you know, seeing the Ten Commandments in the public school because things like thou shalt not commit adultery is just way too offensive for these people. The ten, all the Ten Commandments are offensive to the atheists. We're going to find out why. You know, and they say the reason that they are so against God is just because there is no God. Yet, we don't see them complaining that much about Santa Claus. You know, you don't see them complaining about the Easter bunny. You know, you don't see them complain about any of those things. When was the last time you heard an atheist throwing a fit, you know, because of Disney World and having Mickey Mouse there? Mickey Mouse isn't real. Mickey Mouse is a drawing. He's a cartoon. He's not real. He's fake. Yet, nobody throws a fit about Mickey Mouse or Peter Pan or whoever, but they go absolutely nuts. They literally go ape. As they used to say in the Leave it to Beaver era, they go ape whenever you start talking about God. And these people act like monkeys too. They teach that you came from monkeys. They teach evolution, all this foolishness. And you're like, where does this come from? How can people who sometimes seem so smart be so foolish? And many times, a lot of times, they'll start convincing the people who do believe in God that maybe we're the fools. Maybe we're on because they, you know, they say it so much. But really, there's two kinds of atheists that are out there. One kind of atheist, they're just plain ignorant about the truth of God. In Titus chapter 3, verse 3, I want to read a few verses here. It says, For we ourselves were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice, envy, hateful, and hating one another. But after that, the kindness of the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. We at one time were unbelievers. We at one time didn't believe God. Okay, why? We were foolish. Okay, I got saved at a very young age. Okay, uh, I don't really remember, you know, a time when I was, you know, rejecting God and you know not believing God. You know, I was brought up, you know, being taught about God and, and believing in God. But at the same time, I was still lost. Okay, why, why was I lost? Well, I was a sinner. And the truth is, you know, I, I was foolish. I didn't know. Thankfully, I was taught at a very young age the truth. And I realized the truth. And I got saved at a very young age. But if you got saved at a later age, you know, you at one time, you were just foolish. You didn't know. Many of you who got saved later in life, it was just because you didn't know. Nobody ever told you the truth. Nobody ever took a Bible and showed you, you know, the Holy Spirit maybe hadn't convicted you yet. You just didn't know. And there are some people out there that are atheists. They are just ignorant. Nobody has ever taken a Bible and showed them what the Bible says. 
Nobody who's ever full of the Holy Spirit has gone and tried to be a witness to them. That's, it's never happened yet in their life. And the truth is, the reason they say they are an atheist or they say they don't believe there's a God is they're just repeating what they've heard the most. You know, it's like little kids many times. You know, they, they just kind of repeat what they hear. If you were to go uh, and, and talk to most of the kids in here, and hey, are you a Republican or a Democrat? Well, the truth is, most of them probably don't really know the difference between Republican or Democrat. But what they say is going to be based off what they've heard their parents say. You know, what, you know, what kind of talk had they been hearing from their parents? Or many times they'll do those kind of things in, in the public school. And most of the time, the kids, they don't know. They're just repeating what they've heard. And, you know, when you've been, you know, when you've lived on a steady diet of indoctrination from the public school system, from the television, you're going to, if, if that's all you've been around, you're going to probably say things like, yeah, I'm, an, I'm just an atheist. Yeah, I don't believe in God. This is, you know, I just, and the truth is they never really thought about it. They've never studied the Bible. They, they just are repeating what they've heard. They're ignorant. You hear people say all the time, you know, billions and billions of years ago is how the world got here. There's this big bang. Really, you know, what evidence do you have to show, you know, billions and billions of years? You know, the fact that we came from monkeys. What made you think that? Was it the behavior of your little brother? Or was it, you know, was it something you observed on your own? Did you ever see somebody who was kind of in between species? Uh, you know, what, you know, where did this come? It comes from indoctrination. This is just what they've heard. And when you actually start talking to people and showing them, hey, this doesn't make sense, many of those people will be like, yeah, you know what, you're right, this doesn't make sense. So then why do you call yourself an atheist? Why do you say you believe in evolution? They've never thought about it. They are just repeating what they've heard. And you let me tell you something, if you watch a lot of TV, you're going to hear a lot of atheistic garbage. If you go to a public school, you're going to hear a lot of atheistic garbage. You're going to hear the billions and billions of years ago, you know, when back when we, you know, when, when our ancestors were monkeys. You're going to hear all that kind of foolishness over and over again by people who are supposed to be smart, by people who call themselves professors, you know, who who have doctor degrees, and most people that are out there who claim to be this, they've never been challenged. They've never actually even thought it through. They are just repeating what they've heard. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many Catholic people I've talked to that when they, I'll try to give them the gospel and they're like, well, I'm Catholic. Okay. And so then I want to start talking about Catholicism and what Catholicism teaches versus the Bible. But you know what I find out? These people don't know what Catholicism teaches. They have no idea what Catholicism teaches. They don't, they don't, I know more about Catholics than they do. I've told some of the, I've told some Catholics before, well, you realize according to your own religion, you're on your way to hell? Really? You haven't been at Mass in 20 years? You haven't been doing your confessions? You haven't been taking your communion? I mean, you're going to hell according to your own religion. Are you okay with that? Let me tell you about what the Bible says, you know. I can tell you how you're going. Yeah, it, but the truth is, they, yeah, they say they're Catholics, but they have no idea. That's just what they've heard. Our parents, no, we're Catholic, we're Catholic, we're Catholic. You know, we're of Italian descent, therefore we're Catholic. You know, they, they, don't, they don't know, okay? They literally are ignorant about their own religion. They're ignorant about what the Bible says. They've never thought about it. They've never studied it. And many of these people out there calling themselves atheists 
are literally just... they. People just don't think these days. They really don't. They, ha- they have no idea what they believe. They'll call themselves an evolutionist. They'll call themselves an atheist. Yet you start talking about evolution. They don't know anything about evolution. Yet you start, you know, if you start ta- saying I was reading a Marvel comic and talking and start talking about Superman, then they're going to like call you a nut because he's DC Comics. You know, they, you know, they, if you get their comic books, we were talking about that before church. And the com- these people who are in the comic book world, Absolutely go nuts when movies, you know, don't stay true to what the comic books teach. I was like, they act the way we do when Hollywood makes biblical movies and they don't line up with the Bible. And these people, they know all about that stuff. But the things that they call themselves like an atheist, they have no idea what it even teaches. And we need a witness to these people. We need to share the truth of these people. I believe many of them could easily be reached. You know, this, you're, this first kind of atheist I'm talking about, they've lived a life surrounded by fools. Proverbs 13, verse 20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Maybe he lives in a home of fools that don't believe in God, and so therefore he just doesn't believe in God. He goes to a school where they don't believe in a God, and therefore he doesn't believe in God. His friends don't believe in God. His neighbors, maybe they believe in God, but they haven't got the guts to be a witness to them. And so they're surrounded by fools. And guess what ends up happening? They end up being destroyed just like every other fool that doesn't believe in God. They're going to go to hell just like all who do not receive the gift of salvation. And the truth is, all it would have taken was maybe just somebody showing them the truth. Somebody challenging them a little bit, and they could have been won over. They've never been challenged about what they think. They're never challenged about what they say. Second, Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, Paul tells Timothy, he says, preach the Word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And then watch this, this next verse here, this is prophetic about the millennial generation. Okay, We've got these little snowflake millennials that you can't criticize, you can't correct, you know, you can't, this, this is the generation, you can't give out, if you're going to give out a trophy, you got to give it to everybody because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You can't challenge these people. If they say they're a boy and they're really a girl, you're supposed to go along with it. If they say, you know, whatever they say about themselves, you're just supposed to accept it because they just can't handle any kind of criticism. Even the world recognizes that about this generation. Well, guess what? Paul prophesied it about a long time ago because look what he says. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. What is that saying? Endure sound doctrine. There's a, a time is going to come where just plain, simple, this is how it is, thus saith the Lord type preaching, they will not be able to endure it. They will not be able to endure hearing the reproof. You are wrong. And this is what's right. They will not be able to handle a rebuke like Paul said. That you are wrong. You are wicked. You are a sinner. People can't handle that. Okay, The millennial generation, they don't like churches like this. But And where a lot of people my age are trying to change things and trying to soften things up so they can attract the millennial generation. You know, the Bible just says, be instant in season, out of season. This type of preaching is out of season right now. I'll admit it. But guess what? It's what God said to do. 
And we're gonna, I'm gonna be in some in season, out of season. Around here, we're gonna reprove, we're gonna rebuke, and we're gonna exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And yes, many people aren't gonna be able to endure the sound doctrine. Calling an atheist a fool, that's kind of mean. You know, a millennial's not gonna be able to handle that, but you know what? That's what the Bible said. Didn't the Bible say that? The fool will send his heart, there is no God. It said it more than once. And so, I don't, I don't think it's inappropriate to use that. That's what, that's what the Bible says. Okay, you know, it's like you know, you're not even allowed to call people who steal thieves anymore. You know, you know, they're they're a kleptomaniac, but but even that that sounds bad too because it's got maniac in there. But you know, they're always coming up with all these names for people because you know things like thieves, murderers, adulterers, fornicators. Now that's just too harsh. You know, we've got a we got to come up with something better. You know, sodomite. You know that uh, you, you can't you can't use terms like that. Even Christian people are starting to say we shouldn't use terms like sodomite. I, what in the world? That's a biblical term. Uh, that's a biblical term, and it's ridiculous. But people can't endure that. And many people today, especially in this generation, they have never been challenged on what they believe because we're not supposed to do that. If somebody says. You know, I'm a Jew or I'm an atheist or I'm a Christian. We're all supposed to just, we're all supposed to respect that. We're all supposed to just go along with that. But you know what? People need to be challenged. I like being challenged. Most preachers today, they cannot handle being challenged. They, they, they won't even allow their people in their church to ask them questions. Oh, how dare they challenge a man of God? Maybe they don't understand what you're talking about. Maybe you didn't give enough scriptural evidence. Let people ask you questions. I, I do. I try hard to be gracious with anybody that asks me questions on anything. Because a lot of people can't do that. And especially millennials, they can't hand, they just can't handle it. They can't handle being challenged. But you know what? People need to be challenged. People need to actually exercise critical thinking and actually sit and ponder things. You know, we don't sit and ponder anything anymore. You know, there was a time when we used to sit there and we would discuss things and you would sit and you would wonder and you would think. Now we don't do that anymore. Anytime we'll be driving down the road sometimes, and I'll be like, I wonder about something. You know, like in the olden days when people used to think. You know what my wife does? She pulls out her phone. Okay, Google. You know, you know what? And then she'll, she'll ask a question about whatever we're pondering, and then, and then she'll just read it right there. Well, I don't need to think anymore. <laughs> and you know what? People don't think anymore. They just ask Google everything. But you know what? Google's not always right. And you know what? It's good, it's exercise to just actually think sometimes, and we don't do it. We don't do it. We just ask Google, ask Surrey. You know, and I'm not saying all that's bad, but you know what? I do think it's weakened our mind a little bit because with all this information and technology, people aren't getting smarter, are they? We're not. We are getting dumber at a very fast rate. And it's scary to think what it's going to be like in another 10 or 20 years. So... But once again, many atheists, this is who they are. These are the people that we work with. These are the people that you know, we live next to. These are our relatives, people we go to school with, people that we need to be alike to because they can be reached. They just don't know any better. You know, and we do sometimes like, oh, you know, they're atheists and we just want to walk away from them. No, go challenge them. Really? Really? Why, why do you think that? You, you really believe all of this got here by a big bang? Really, have you ever seen an explosion, you know, make anything better? Usually just destroy stuff, doesn't it? You really think all that we have in this world that we live in is from an explosion? I think that's crazy. 
You might think believing in God's crazy, but I think that's I think that's crazy. Challenge them. You know, get them to think a little bit. And people, they just don't do that. So that's the one kind of atheist. But then there's another kind of atheist. This is one who has a knowledge of God. Or many times past history. Or past dealings with God. And look look at Romans chapter 1. I believe, and, and here's the thing, the Bible says the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I personally believe that most atheists, in their they, they literally have just never thought. They, they never, they've never been challenged in their life. But I do believe that there are some atheists that really believe that there is no God. I mean, you, you, do, you have some atheists, you know, because I don't hate Santa Claus. I, I don't. Why? Why would I? He's not real. All right. But yet these people hate God. I mean, they hate, how do, how do you hate somebody that's fake? That's not real. You know, it, it really doesn't make sense. And so, but there are some though that literally they, in their hearts, they do not believe that there is a God. Even with all the evidence that's in creation, they do not believe in a God. And we're going to show you why that is. Look what it says in Romans chapter 1 verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. This is an important thing to remember. The just shall live by faith. The thing that the evidence, the, the atheists try to do all the time, where's the evidence of God? I don't have to believe in God. There's no evidence. Show me the proof. Manifest God to me somehow. Show me a miracle. Then I'll believe in God. First of all, that is a lie. Any atheist who says to you, show me proof of God and I will believe, they are lying. And I'm going to prove that to you from the Bible in a little bit. But verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. God has revealed Himself to these people. Most of these, the second group of atheists I'm talking about, God has revealed Himself to them. They are familiar with God they at least have known who God was at one time. God revealed Himself in them. For it says, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was dark. And you all see that? They knew God, but they glorified Him not as God. Why? Why why would somebody who God has revealed Himself to not believe in Him? Well, the Bible tells us in John chapter 3, verse 18, because through 20, the Bible says, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. He doesn't come to the light lest His deeds should be reproved. The reason these atheists do not believe in God for real now is because when God revealed Himself to them, they loved their evil works. That's why they hate the Ten Commandments so much. They want to break the Ten Commandments. They want to be able to commit adultery. They want to be able to steal. They want to be able to bear false witness. They want to do all those things. They are that wicked. And the Ten Commandments, that's the Word of God. That's part of the Word of God. That shines a light on their sin. They don't want a light being shine on their sin because... That light that shines their sin, it causes us 
It's supposed to either cause it's supposed to cause us to come to Christ. And they don't want to come to Christ. They want to enjoy their sins. They're they're just they're evil. They love all but I know an atheist and they're good people. What do we read in Romans chapter three? There's none that doeth good, no, not one. Just because they do some charitable things and donate money to stop global warming does not mean they're good people. Alright? That they are still sinners and they need to be saved. And the truth is, they do they love that darkness, and so they don't want God has showed it to them, but they have rejected it. These things, there is no excuse. Verse uh, 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. See, atheists were around back then too, and they tried to tell everybody they were smarter than everybody then. What does the atheist do? The Bible calls them a fool. The atheist says, we're, we believe in science. We're the smart ones. We're the educated ones. These poor, you know, uneducated Christians that believe in a God that just because there's all these questions they can't answer and instead of going to science, oh, there's just a God. What ignorance. Why can't they be as smart as we are professing themselves to be wise and the Bible says they became fools. They call themselves the smart ones, but the Bible calls them fools and change the glory of an uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Uh, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Change the truth of God into a lie. What are they, what, they, they, this is just truth. This is scientific truth. This is scientific fact. They call it truth all the time. Trying to brainwash people with it. But the truth is, they change the truth of God into a lie. They, they, they're, they're saying what we teach is a lie. God says no. They, they, do. They, just, they just change the name of things. That's all they do. And it says, for this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Okay, the homosexuality is talked about there. As atheism grows, homosexuality is going to grow. All immorality is going to grow with atheism. Why? Because it teaches we're basically just an animal. Therefore, go off your instincts. Well, our instincts are sinful. They will lead us into dark places that ends that will end us up with some horrible consequences. And the Bible says that because they knew God, they didn't glorify God gave them over to that reprobate mind. You know what? God quit dealing with them like He did with us. And maybe like He is with other people. And He has now allowed them to go on their way thinking they're okay. You see these people that live these wicked, immoral, disgusting lifestyles and you think, how could they do that? They, even though they're dying of AIDS and stuff, they still are okay with that. You know, they've questioned many of the, many of the, you know, the sodomites that are dying of AIDS. And like, you know, if you could go back and change things, would you? Would you live different? They, they all say no. And you think, well, why is that? You know why? It's because God doesn't want them to come back from it. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. They are on a, they're being punished. This is their punishment. 
That lifestyle that they're living, that is God's punishment on them. That is God's judgment on their life. And the, and the thing, the reason God lets them believe that they're happy and doing good is basically so they'll die and go to hell without repenting and getting saved. Because the truth is, if they call on the Lord for salvation, they get saved. But the truth is, God gives them over to that reprobate mind so they won't. You say, well, that, that's kind of mean. Well, they had their chance, folks. They had their chance. They could have been saved. They didn't start out that way. You know, all these people that say they were born that way, they weren't born that way. That, that's not how they were born. They had a chance. They had an opportunity. God showed them. God gave them common sense like He gave everybody else. I mean, God was that light. He, he manifested Himself in them, but they didn't want to retain God in their knowledge. And they literally now believe there is no God. They literally believe that their lifestyle is okay. They even believe that they're happy. They, they're even proud of their lifestyle. They call it gay, which means happy, gay pride. And they mean it. And they're sincere. And it's like, how could this be? Maybe there's something to it. No, there's nothing to it. They are suffering the judgment of God. And it's going to be a terrible life. They're going to die a horrible death. And then they're going to go to hell. And you think, man, you know, and it is, it's, it's sad, but they did, they had their chance. Folks, God loved them like He loved everybody else. Jesus died on the cross to save them like everybody else. He offered them salvation like everybody else, but they rejected it. And now they literally believe the lie that there is no God. They believe it. With all their heart, they believe it. They, why? Because they love darkness around night. They change the truth of God into life. To the world today, we are the fools. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. You say, you know, you're mean calling them fools. Well, first of all, I didn't call them that. The Bible called them that. I'm just reading what the Bible says. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 10, it says we are fools for Christ's sake. See, this is the problem that many religious people have. They are going and they'll see these, you know, so-called smart people out there and like, man, we, we got to win them over. We got, we got to win these atheists. And so they use a method of trying to prove how smart they are. And they'll use all the big words, the fancy terms, you know, we've got to win these. We got to show these people, no, we're smart too. According to the world, we're going to be fools no matter what. And it says, but we are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. You all see that? The world is always going to think we're a fool. Us trying to impress them with our wisdom will not work. The gospel is simple. It doesn't take a big education to understand it. It is a simple message. of And the world, in its wisdom, will never receive it. And the truth is, those of us who have accepted the truth, we're always going to be looked at as fools to the world. But the Bible says we're wise in the eyes of God. But us trying to get to, you know, act like we're at their level intellectually, that, that doesn't even make sense. We're not going to win them over with that. That's not how it works. We're going to be, the Bible says we're fools for Christ's sake. I'll look back one chapter in chapter 3, verse 18. It says, Let no man deceive himself if any among you. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. You all see that? If, if I succeed in making the lost world think I'm smart, 
The Bible says, you know what you need to do? You need to become a fool so you can be wise. Say, so, Brother Tommy, this stuff you're saying today, this is pretty harsh. Some of this stuff's kind of mean. Brother Tommy, you know, how are we supposed to reach the world with you talking this extreme about different people? You know what I'm doing? I'm talking like a fool to the world. This, this what, I'm, what I've been telling you today, it makes me look like a fool to the world. But you know what? In the eyes of Christ, I'm wise. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that you may be wise. Okay? I could. I could get all political and I could use all the nice, softer language. You know, I could try to use bigger words, make people think I'm smart, make people think I'm not against anybody. But the truth is, if I succeed in impressing the world, I'm not going to make an impact. I'm not going to help them. Verse 19, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. You know what I've noticed that a lot of the big Christian, the big names in Christianity have in common? You know, that are out there, you know, doing all the scientific, you know, debates with the evolutionists and all that. You know, they have this reputation of being smart, wise. You know, they always try to get people to have all the PhDs and all these, you know, accolades of men to try to prove that us Christians aren't dumb. But the truth is, those people aren't making a difference. They're not helping. They're not accomplishing anything with all those accolades of men. You know why? Because that wisdom of men is foolishness with God. You know what they need to do? They need to become a fool. They just need to say, you know what? Who cares about all that classical education? Who cares about all those degrees? They don't matter. This is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. And people are like, where's the proof? Where's the proof? I need the proof. I don't have to believe unless there's the truth. There's proof. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Why in the world would a Christian go waste their time debating with an evolutionist to a bunch of evolutionists, a bunch of atheists, trying to use science to prove God? You don't prove God with science. It's a faith thing. It's something that's on the inside that God has manifested to them. And that is, it's a, it's a foolish thing. It's a foolish thing. I, I love, you know, I would, there's a lot of things I would debate on. And people I would love to debate, it'd be fun. But you know what? The creation versus evolution debate, the way that is done, it is a joke and it doesn't work. It usually ends up making Christians look like morons. And you know why? It's because they get people who are supposedly the smart, educated, and the Bible, that doesn't work. The Bible said that wouldn't work, and these people are proving every day that it doesn't work. We just need to trust what the Word of God says and actually have some faith which is exactly what God said to do. We're always going to be a fool of the world. Always. So many Christians, you know, they fall into this trap of trying to impress the world with their wisdom. Don't do that. You know, and so this, you know, this fool, this type of atheist, they eventually become consumed or literally drowned in their own foolishness. You know, the Bible talks about they that will be rich will fall into snare and in many foolish and hurtful lusts that drown men in destruction and perdition. These people, they do, they get consumed with this stuff. They get consumed with all the science. And the Lord allows that to deceive them and fool them. And they don't, they, they don't ever get saved. These people, many, many of these atheists I'm talking about, they're often reprobate. They knew the truth, but they rejected it. 
They've been given over to vile affections and now they truly believe their own lies. They no longer fear God, but they fear things from their own imagination, like it says in Psalms 14. They fear things. You know, they, these people today, the Bible says, you know, the wrath of God, it's revealed, you know, it's, it's clear from nature itself that God judged the world before and He's going to judge it again. But you know what? People, they're not fearing God. They're not trying to get right with God. You know what, you know what they do fear? Global warming. Climate change. They're all panicking about that. They fear things from their own imaginations. How dare you question climate change? A consensus of scientists all agree they're in man-made climate change. You know what? They're a bunch of fools. Oh, no. You're a fool for thinking that. Yeah, I'm going to look like that according to the world. That fear that they have, it's from their own imaginations. Overpopulation. We got to do something to cull the herd. Otherwise, you know, we're going to destroy all the resources of the world because we've got too many people. They're fearing that's from their own imagination. God made this world to be inhabited. It can handle people. And it can handle a lot of people. You know, the root problem for all these atheists is a very simple problem, and it's a sin problem. They loved darkness rather than light. And you know, you think. They, they, all, they always say, if I had proof, if I just had proof, I would believe. Show me proof. But you know what? The Bible says in Luke chapter 16, verse 31, that, that tells that story of the rich man and Lazarus who went to hell. And what did he do? He said, send Lazarus back. Basically, send Lazarus back from the dead to tell my brothers so they won't come to this place. But you know what Abraham said? He said, they have Moses and the prophets. That's talking about the Word of God. And he's like, no, if somebody went back to them from the dead, then they would believe. And Moses, or Abraham said, if they won't hear Moses and the prophets, they won't believe even if somebody rose from the dead. And you know what? That's been proven. Jesus rose from the dead, and yet people don't believe in Him. Jesus did miracle after miracle after miracle, and people still don't believe. Well, I want to see another miracle. He needs to do another miracle. There needs to be a miracle in my generation. No, He already did all the miracles. And the truth is, Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. If I got to get up here and I got to do a magic show to get you all to believe, you know, there's there's no faith. Then God's not going to be pleased with that. God is looking for those who will believe Him. God has chosen that those who believe will be saved, and those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, those are the ones that are going to heaven, not those who are good. Not those who are better than most. Not those who turn their life around and start doing a little better. No, God has chosen that those who would believe would be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Trust in His work. Stop trusting in your own works. You got all these people, oh, you know, you got to repent of your sins. You got to change your life. You got to turn your life around to be saved. But wait a minute. With John the Baptist and Jesus, they preached repentance, didn't they? And who'd they preach it to? They preached repentance to a group of people who was trying to get to heaven by being good. They were trying to get to heaven by keeping the law. And you know what they said? They said, repent. Of what? We're already keeping the law. Of your unbelief. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop trusting in your works. Your works can't get you to heaven. You are a sinner. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And you can... you. You can turn your life around. You can quit doing everything that we call bad. Start going to church every day. You're still not good. You know what you got to do? You got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your faith and trust in Him. Many people they don't have the humility to do that. They don't have the faith to do that. To just trust 
in Jesus Christ, and therefore they remain lost. And listen, we've got to make we we need it. You know, what we just got to do when it comes to the atheists, these people out there. We just got to keep shining, keep on letting our light shine, keep on pointing them to Christ, keep on preaching the word, keep on praying. But the truth is, we can't make anybody do anything. They're going to have to decide in their heart. And the truth is that atheism, it's a movement that will never go away as long as there's sinful man on this earth. We do love darkness rather than light. Atheism's not going anywhere. Even after Jesus returns, one of these days, Jesus Christ is going to come back to this earth. He's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. The Bible teaches us. And you know what's going to happen? The Bible's going to let, the Bible says Satan's going to be loose for a little season. And you know what? He's going to deceive the nations again. Why is that? How, how is he going to be able to do that after a thousand years? After these atheists see these miracles for a thousand years, you know what? They're still going to follow the devil. You know why? Because they love darkness rather than light. It's, a, it's not that they just didn't have the knowledge. It's they rejected knowledge. And we've just we've got we've got to we've got to pray for these people. If you've got family members who are atheists, you need to lo- you need to love those people. You need to tell them the truth. You need to challenge them. You need don't try to challenge them by all right. I'm going to go read some books. I'm going to learn a whole bunch of big words, and I'm going to show them how smart I am. You're not going to win them that way. You well they they will. I don't care if you memorize the dictionary and you know how to use all the words in the dictionary. You will never win people to Christ that way. You're going to have to become a fool to this world, but you'll be wise in Christ. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So do you want to be a wise man according to the world or according to the Word of God? If you're going to be wise according to the Word of God, you have to be a fool according to the world. And a fool according to the world or the Bible are the wise according to the world. You're going to have to pick what side you're going to be on, folks. We got too many Christians trying to ride the fence and play both sides. You're not accomplishing anything by doing that. It's not working. You better pick a side. You know what? Lord's revealed to me the truth of His Word. He's promised that He's going to come back. He's promised that He's going to judge this world. You know what? I'm not going to get myself scared about made-up things by man like climate change and overpopulation. You know what? I'm going to fear coming judgment. And you know what? I'm going to make sure I'm right with God. And thank God I got to taken care of. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I'll be out of here before He pours His wrath out on this world. And I'm thankful for that. And, that, and I, if you've never done that, man, put your faith and trust in Christ today. Don't put your faith and trust in science. Ten years from now, the science is all going to be completely different. They, they change it all the time. But the Word of God, it never changes. Why? Because it's always right. So, With that, let's all stand together.